The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Contact our rural sales advisors today. Colliersrural.co.nz Emery with the pass to McDowell. McDowell out to this right edge. Yossi! Yossi! Scores in the right-hand corner. Manawatu! Oh, they're going to get a famous win. 17 losses on the trot which is a record number of losses for Manawatu. And look how happy they are. On Friday night, yes, the Turbos got their first win in 692 days, breaking, a, as Malcolm said, a 17-game unbeaten run back to uh, October of 2021 with that last-minute try against the Northland Tanafa to win 32-31. Joining us there, uh, Turbos head coach, Mike Rogers. You would have been a happy coach as well, Mike. Good morning. Oh, mate, uh, good morning, mate. It was a bit of a challenging time in that second half in the coach's box. We'd, I think we had a nine-point lead at halftime and things weren't going particularly well. So I'd actually started writing notes in my notebook around hey, how are we going to reframe this and and get the boys back on track to give Auckland a go tomorrow night. And then um, it looked like Northland had, were going to shut the game out and we managed to pull the old rabbit out of the hat, which is, um, which is pretty awesome and I guess demonstrates how much those boys uh, really wanted it. I mean, I guess the celebrations would have been great because that's a long time between drinks, isn't it? 692 days. Yeah, and mate, thanks for reminding us of that, I guess, <laughs> eh? But um, I think, like, to be honest with you, um, take, taking on this role, I, I wasn't aware that there was 14 games going into it and plenty of people have told me that. And then uh, we lost our first three games and probably we're becoming less competitive week on week. So it's really happy with the Wellington performance. And then Taranaki were slow starting and then Canterbury were just added, added another level to us last weekend so you know you start to start getting a little bit nervous around things like records and, and trying to keep a group of players together who are you know, really struggling mentally with I guess the burden of 17 losses but thankfully we've managed to uh, get the old monkey off our back and, and we can look forward to preparing them, preparing well to win some more games. You look at the Bunnings NPC results this season in particular, and gee whiz, I mean, they've all, all of the games from all of the teams have been incredibly close, haven't they? Yeah, they have, and I guess that that's what we want. And um, it is challenging when you've got, you know, when you don't have a level playing field in terms of resources and stuff like that, but we don't use it as an excuse. But we've got a really good, exciting group of young players coming through, and they're going to be really good in, in one or two years' time. We'll have, you know, a bunch of local produced players that'll end up being super rugby players. So, that's what we want. We want to be competitive, but mate, we had our old timers day with all the former one or two two those players came along and had a couple of beers with them after the game and kind of challenged a couple of them because a lot of the talk was around, oh, we're just happy to be competitive. You know, I think we have to change that mindset. Like I think being happy, just being competitive, creates mediocrity and and maybe one one or two hasn't been going so well over the last four or five years. So I think we need to reframe that and say we actually want to bloody win. I totally agree with him. That's a good attitude. And of course, obviously, you maybe brought that from the Steamers days. Uh, it's your first year as head coach in the NPC. So, how are you enjoying it? Oh, mate, it's been a massive challenge. And I guess that's probably the best word for it. Like, awesome in that, you know, we've, uh, it's a team that didn't really know how to perform. So, you know, and how there's plenty of desire and want within the group, but trying to channel them in the right direction has been challenging. And, um, and bringing together a new coaching group, a new staff, like the whole thing's been a big challenge. But you know, I knew that taking it on and they were saying to turn the corner, so that's extremely 
um, gratifying. Like it's certainly the job's not done yet, but I think we can be really proud of where we've got to. But there's a hell of a lot more room for improvement, which I guess is exciting as well. Storm week for you guys. So three games in eight days. How brutal is a storm week on, on the players and even the coaches? Oh, to be honest, I think it's more brutal on the coaches than the players. So the players love it because they don't have to train, you know. So we train twice in the week and, and then they're spending more time playing than they are training, which I guess you know, the learning requirement is a lot for them. So it's probably mentally tough on them, but physically it's, you know, the demands are probably less than what you'd have in a normal week. Eh? So, you know, I reckon that I would have been all right if, if that was the case back in there when I was rolling around playing club rugby if, we didn't have to train them. We didn't have to play. or probably would have been half decent. <laughs> so you've got Auckland tomorrow night. I mean, what what will you have to do to make it a, a winning streak? Because we've seen they they are beatable, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. I think they're like everybody else, and that they've, they've probably got fifteen you know, high quality players, and all those guys will be super rugby players or ex All Blacks. But once you kind of get a couple of layers below that. And they've got an experience just like we have and, and everybody else does. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of team they name. We've gone for a really you know, young and exciting uh, group, a couple of players who haven't played this, so far this season. So uh, the vibe in the camp's been really positive. You know, they're excited about getting an opportunity and what better place to get your first crack at than playing Auckland at Eden Park. So, um, mate, the key, the, I guess the key thing for us is just being excited and going out there and you know, taking on the challenge, not not being afraid because... If we, don't, um, if we don't pull the trigger, so to speak, she could um, be in a little bit of a long long night at the office. And it doesn't get any easier because you've got Tasman on Sunday. Uh, have you asked the rugby gods what you've done to deserve this, Mike? <laughs> I think the draw has been pretty tough on us, but it's a great way to find out where you're at. So, you know, we played Wellington first up, defending champions. We're really competitive against them. Taranaki up second, who are going really well, and then Canterbury third. Gee, that's pretty tough, eh? And then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, well, we had our on the Northland game being kind of a must-win for us and managed to pull it through in the in the dying moments and then you go Auckland Tasman. Um, but, mate, like I said, it's it's great because you find out where you're at. We'll give some players an opportunity and we'll see where they're at as well. And and then we have a run of four games at the end of the season, which, you know, I think are all winnable for us. But, um, yeah, we've still got a hell of a lot of improvement to do. What about the state of rugby uh, in the Manawatu from club level and, and even bums on seats? Are you getting the support from the locals? Um, mate, there's a diehard group of people here that really care about rugby and a lot of those people are turning up uh, to support us, you know, but the crowds haven't been great. But I understand why, you know, so um, we've played mostly night games or late afternoon going into evening. I don't really think that's very appealing in, in the middle of winter here in Manawatu. And the team had lost 17 games in a row. Probably a lot of those people would prefer to stay away. Um, but it's starting to build, and there's a little bit more energy around things in town and stuff. Um, you know, I think I think Mark Robinson is right in some respects in saying that you know, provincial rugby is struggling, and what you don't have to be very smart to probably figure that out in terms of crowd attendance and you know, interest in in the NPC. You know, around getting people along to stadiums and stuff, but mm. on the flip side of that, I think we have to be way more creative in terms of how we capture our audience and change our thinking. And that we're not trying to engage just rugby people to come along because that pool of people is getting smaller and smaller every year. And start looking how we looking at how we can make it attractive to you know, other people to come along and experience a match day and, and see what it's all about. You know, so 
I think if you look at the women's football um, in last year, the Women's Rugby World Cup, there's no shortage of people tuning up to watch those games. Mm. So maybe we can have a little bit of a look at that. What changes would you like to see, perhaps, in NPC? Have you got any ideas? Oh, I don't. I don't necessarily think that the format's wrong. I think or broken. Like there is, there are, there are concerns around travel costs and stuff, which I can understand. Like it's, you know, it's expensive to run a team. But I, I just think, like, maybe I spent two years coaching in the US, and you know, there's there's no rugby people, so you've got to market to the general population and find some little niche groups and stuff and. And the, the club I coached at went from having 500 people turn up to a game to place on 5,000 for a, wow. a big game this season. And that's phenomenal growth over a couple of years. And you know, that's been really uh, been really creative, really measured in their approach in terms of how they you know, tap into new audience. And they put on a world-class match day experience with lots of different stuff going on that appeals to different people. And I just think it takes a little bit of creative thinking. Um pretty awesome to be part of, of something like that growing and yeah. don't have to get away from thinking that just the rugby's the main event. A good call. Hey, Mike, nice to chat, mate. Good luck tomorrow night against uh, against Auckland. Go well. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Appreciate your support. Mike Rogers, Mano Tutubo's head coach, and we'll have a commentary of that match too right here on Gold Sport tomorrow night just after seven, five past seven. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to the parenting hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy. You've got a girl. Get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl. You get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.